Shut up and sit down. Hi, Sharon, thought I'd give you a ring. It crossed my mind, so now I'm wondering if you're not settled in, you might like to meddle in some adrenaline pumping, pedaling. Oh, dolls, I thought you'd never ask. I'd love to get my hand behind some handlebars. You are listening to another episode of The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. The guys blabber on about themselves, talk to someone else about some stuff, and finish by blabbering just a little more. There you go. The show in a nutshell. Tip of the day. Talk does not cook rice. So quit yapping and get to it already. You can watch me. Whoosh by on my push back. My tush heart and my thighs. Bumping away. Seems like a sweet deal. It's in three wheels. Yet I still steal the show from your camera. On my bicycle. But now I'm cruising with the grace of a manta ray I'm on the whole game from my own lane Hey Lorraine, I'm the chain Yeah, you know that I'm a cycler I immediately regret this decision Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von Dering, and today I'm here with Lance Hepler. Lance Romance in studio. It's awesome having you in studio. Here I am, two weeks in a row in yeah. studio. Yeah. Love it. We're very lucky. Evan Price. What's everybody drinking today? I'm also going with the one ear thing today, uh, so if everybody can talk super loud, that'd be great. Still dealing with that uh, <laughs> ear infection? Yeah, no, it's great. I, it'll, it'll be gone in two weeks. <laughs> the next two, the next two what does Kristen tell me? <laughs> two to three years. It'll be, it'll be clear. My, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And to his right, Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Doing well. I'm doing, doing good. good. You guys sound good. Yeah. And we have a special guest on Skype with us today. We have Dennis Cutrell from Breda. He is going to come on here and join us for our episode today. How you doing, Dennis? Hey, not too bad. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, we'll get into a little bit more with Dennis in just a moment. Um, he's got some really cool stuff to share with us, but um, I want to kick off our backpedal. I am very curious to hear how things went for everybody this past week. Um, Evan, let's start with you. I want to know how your week went after your, oh, your it's big gonna race. Be, it's going to be so not training related, which is awesome. I trained maybe eight or nine hours this Whoa. last oh, week. Wow. This it was great. Cool, this Whoa. is the coolest part. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was great. Evan's usually like, oh, I had such boring training. I just trained for 25 hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. And now it's like, what? Eight hours? I did like it's crazy. eight, nine hours of training, basically nothing. But Saturday, we, uh, Cassie and I went to Seattle. Uh-huh. In my time, I've lived here for two years now. I really have not actually explored Seattle at all. It's a cool city. Yeah. It is an awesome city. Yeah. I have no idea why I haven't spent more time there. Because the traffic sucks and it rains all the time. That's true. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it is a cool city. It is. <laughs> so we, we got there Friday night, uh, super late wake up Saturday. We go on a run through like the Japanese garden areas, yep. oh, which wow. is really cool. You know, get done with that. And we have this like loosely planned out day. Me and Cassie work great as like type A, but really type B by nature. There's a plan, but the plan doesn't actually need to happen. It's just a plan for the sake yeah. of having a plan. How is, yeah. You guys can run together decently? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, we ran together like together for a little bit and then she just tells me to go away. Like, so yeah. She's like eight minute pace. She's pretty quick actually. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I think I've she'll run, run there before. She'll run. She'll well, run eight, eight thirty. Yeah. Pretty comfortably. Yeah. yeah. Good. And then we, so we went, I got to see Bruce Lee's grave, which was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. That is cool. That was cool. Bruce and Brandon Lee's grave. 
we did basically a pastry tour. So we we linked <laughs> the entire trip together, seeing awesome things while making sure that we were getting good coffee and pastries the entire time. Evan, do you want me to get you a second seat because your butt cheeks have gotten so big? That <laughs> I know. Rolling it off was the great. Edge. Oh my gosh, so many good pastries, so much good food. But get I got to good, go to Pike's place. Did you get some good content for post race we pastry? Did. Oh, there's yeah, it's it's going <laughs> to continue to come out. So so I would go into detail, but you should probably just go and follow our page. This is my <laughs> shameless plug right now. Yeah. Post race pastries on Instagram. It's the only thing I have on Instagram. <laughs> So please go follow it. <laughs> and and it just so people get that correct, it's post-race pastry, not pastries. Pastry, yes, pastries. my bad. Yeah. Singular. You guys are up post to 41 followers pastry. now. You're big time. That's oh, not bad for a week. 41. Not, 41. Not 43, guys. Oh, I just, I 43. Just, I just, Thank everywhere. you very much. There's there's a chance that we could crack into three digits here in the next, in the next week. Sweet. But yeah, no, it was a blast. Pike's place was really cool. Like I know some people are like, oh, it's very touristy. I thought that place is awesome. Yeah, it's a cool nice. spot. Yeah, it's a very cool spot. Yeah. We didn't go, I didn't go up the Space Needle, but we walked all the way around it. That's fun Did, to go up there and have lunch and go up to the uh, observatory or yeah. deck yeah. or whatever it is. It's yeah. it's neat. So we're definitely planning another like I, I need to go and see Seattle a couple times yeah. here. Do they still mm-hmm. do the dining room there where it rotates one hour? Yeah, there's it's a, a full rotation. There. I think they yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if it's still rotated, but that's pretty much it. Does, yeah. I did still that rotates. once like 15 years and ago. they said like i know all, a lot of the floors now are glass like wow like a lot yeah, of the, there's glass observation yeah um, floor sections yeah just pretty cool that's <laughs> pretty cool sweet but yeah there was there was my week it was a fun week nice yeah, that's like was, a three minute back pedal last week you were like 90 minutes i know so. <laughs> i did an entire race cap and you know race recap and uh, everything last good, time but good yeah, Matt Legrand, backpedal for us. Uh, I actually trained about the same amount of hours as Evan, which is not great. Ding. Sorry well, about that. Well, <laughs> I have ding. all that stuff turned off, and I still can't make it shut up. So. Yeah. I thought that was Matt saying that. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um, I, yeah. When we hit the same amount of hours, there's going to be a ding. There's going to be a ding. Be a ding. <laughs> and usually when you're doing 25, I have to somehow hit 25 or else there's no ding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I raced yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. which was not great. Like, my calves were bugging me. I did this run. It was, you know, we have like so much soccer, right? Like with, I got three boys, and so we're doing soccer every night. And you know, good <laughs> lord, did you did you match them again? <laughs> uh, do you guys do so- your soccer guy? Jay soccer, Jay that was you soccer. soccer. Yeah, yeah. That so, was a retroactive one, yeah. So I ran. I was running around the soccer fields, and I only ran three miles, and my calves were bugging me, and I was like, great. I, I don't know what I should I not even do this race that's on Sunday. And then I, you know, I channeled my inner Lance. Like, what would Lance do? He would almost die on the side of the road, <laughs> correct? Throw up and then crawl and, through it. And then he and would, and then he would be like, "Yeah, I'm racing tomorrow." <laughs> of course, I'm racing tomorrow. I the puke was like 20 minutes ago. I'm I'm beyond that. Let's oh, yeah. go. It's race time. Uh, so yeah, so I I was um, I went and I went ahead and raced this race. That's it's close. It's um, in Portland, Oregon, here where we really close to where we do our podcast. Uh, and so, you know, I did this, it was a, a 5k, it was like 15 mile and then 5k. The so duathlon. Duathlon. Mm-hmm. Running bike. Yeah. And, uh, and so I ran the first 5k and, you know, I started up feeling fine. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be okay. I was running like six fifteens. It didn't feel hard at all. And I was like, that's still fast. I'm going to just chill out. And I, I, you know, slowed down. I was probably running like seven, seven thirty, and my calf just kept getting worse and worse within the first 5k. And I literally like was like, all right, just hobble to the bike and like maybe just call it quits. Like I, 
I don't stress too much about like um, race entry fees and things like that. I get into a lot of races for free. And so it's like, it, it's a little bit easier to be like, I'm just going to drop out of this one, you know, and not worry about it. Uh, and so I got on the bike and I was like, oh, let's just go like bike or whatever. Real slow transition, hopped on the bike, um, started biking. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm like passing. Nice. I'm like passing all these people because, you know, you start a little further back. Uh, and I don't like if you guys know who like if you guys know me, I don't put a lot of power into the bike. I'm pretty weak. But <laughs> Whatever. I mean, but he's pretty slippery. But here's the thing. He's is pretty like, slippery. <laughs> you, you put on the uh, the right gear and you get slippery in the wind. And man, it was not that hard to push, you know, push some power and like put like. I was like, I don't know how much power I was putting in. I actually didn't know. but So we'll say 400 watts. 400 yeah, watts. There you go. Yeah. And, I mean, I was just like looking at my miles per hour. I was like, that's 25. That's 26. I was like, this is pretty good, you know? And I was passing herds of people, like just like packs of people. I'd have to go like super wide because other, you know, you'd have like, you know, people passing people. And I was like just flying past groups. So it was really enjoyable for 15 miles. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, what do I do for the last 5k? Do I go jog it? And that's kind of what I told myself. I was like, just go do it as a cool down, you know? And mm-hmm. so I got out and I started running. I started chatting with a guy and it was, it was kind of nice. We just chatted for basically a mile and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up the pace at the end. Um, it was not a great performance, as you can imagine. The the two five Ks were slow enough that I was um, not in the top ten. I think I was twentieth overall. Yes. And so not not good, not good. But it's that's okay. okay. I because mean, then later that evening, we we got to have a nice yeah. little meeting and and talk about Matt's training plan going into yeah, long time from now, Whistler. Yes. Yeah. So Evan came over, um, and we had dinner with pizza, which was really nice. And we mm-hmm. were like, all right, let's lay out the plan for the next three months basically of like how we got to figure out the, you know, the build up Mm -hmm. for my number one race, which is, um, Whistler, which is kind of the focal, uh, point of the, the whole season for me. Got to get the legs figured out, but I'm hoping that'll come around. I have done some long runs, so I don't know. I'm kind of hoping for the best. That's still great that you were able to get out there and do it. And your calf didn't completely I was, fail you you know i don't know i didn't hobble too bad on the way yeah, over to the yeah. podcast table no. this morning but yeah it's not perfect ran better than me yeah there you yeah. go yeah hey dennis you want to backpedal for us just give us a quick recap of your past week and maybe any uh races or training that you had that, that you accomplished yeah sure so first off guys congrats on the one year anniversary last week that oh, was thank uh you. Oh, thank you man thank you yeah, no worries. yeah and i've been listening to a few of your podcasts uh so i was you know thinking okay i gotta get a good backpedal in this week uh, <laughs> uh and go. like better, which, better which, train better train so He's yeah, a exactly. pro already. <laughs> there you go. my first podcast appearance <laughs> the, the real target events <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and so wouldn't you believe uh, on Monday, Nova Scotia, I'm in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. On Monday, we had a early April snowstorm. Oh, <laughs> oh <no. Yeah>. great. <laughs> so I, I had already packed up the indoor training setup. Not that it was of a lot of use this winter, but uh, packed it up. And yeah, I was all ready to do a big week. And would you believe uh, had snow all over the roads. So didn't get too much in this week, but I did get out for a really nice ride at my brother-in-law on Sunday. We did 70K and uh, got a few hill repeats up in nice. at the nice. halfway mark. Good. So, uh, is it so pretty, yeah, it's, is been, it pretty it's hilly? been going pretty good. Is it pretty hilly where you are? It's very rolly, you know, okay. and I don't think um, 
none of the hills are if <laughs> if you brought a, out of towners in they wouldn't really look at them as as hills per se yeah. but uh it's it's never flat it's always a little bit up always a little bit down nice nice so what is a snowstorm in Nova Scotia? Like oh, you, yeah. you say snowstorm. We have a lot of listeners in Pacific Northwest here. What does that yeah. entail in Nova Scotia? If we have like a dusting of, of snow, it doesn't, <laughs> That's have, a snowstorm. It doesn't have to stick. It doesn't have to stick. I mean, there's going to the be like threat a threat of snow is a snowstorm. A run on grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. Three inches of snow here, snow again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was four inches this time, so it wasn't the worst we get, but uh, it definitely wasn't pleasant in April. Yeah. yeah I'd imagine. Yeah. The one nice thing about being in Nova Scotia, though, is that the weather changes very quickly. So, uh, yeah, it didn't it didn't stick around too long. So, not not too bad. Good, good. Right on. Are you training in right now for anything in particular? Uh, nothing in particular. Um, you know, it's kind of funny uh, starting a cycling software company. Uh, you think you'd end up doing a lot of riding, but uh, it starts to take a backseat pretty quickly. So. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works out. So yeah, so I'm just hoping to uh, to stay faster than my brother-in-law at this point. That's the, that's the main goal. <laughs> that's a worthy goal. That is yeah. beat family. <laughs> yes, it is. That's true competitiveness, right there. Yeah. That's primal competitiveness. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Lance. Lance, you had a race this past week. I did race. Back I only us. I only raced once this Whoa. weekend. A race. A, a, a race. A single a race. Single race. Um, I did the Kings Valley Road Race, and um, this is this is kind of a classic race that's in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's one of our spring road races, and it's usually fairly well attended. But we have had so much rain in the last couple weeks, and there's been some flooding issues in the area that uh, not a whole lot of people um, showed up for the race. But there was still enough that there were good full fields. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite race on the whole calendar that's my favorite race and it was so sad for me to miss it this past week but um there's some good stories that came out of that so i'm curious what you got for us the uh the course is a is an 18 mile loop with about a thousand feet of climbing per loop and our race did three laps of it yep yeah 54 yeah, miles 54 miles or yep. something like that and about almost three thousand feet of climbing for the race so there's there's a couple of punchy climbs and then there's one kind of long climb and the finish line is of course at the very top of the biggest climb, of course, yes. which is not really my bag. <laughs> it's not that pitchy though. But I mean, no, it's, it's like what, like six percent grade at the worst, maybe seven. Yeah, and for the whole climb, it averages out to four or five percent. Correct. Yeah. So Dude, not that, that's you. I I uh, um, I was really nervous going into it because I traditionally have not been able to hang on climbs with people and that's Lance 1.0 that's right <laughs> come on man <laughs> that was that was 40 pounds ago yeah but I've uh yeah I was able to hang with the group um yeah. relatively easily on the climbs which nice. was good so so it was kind of funny um we had our race we were the masters three, four, five group, and there was all the forty plus, all the fifty plus, and all the sixty plus, and there was about thirty of us in the group that were racing, and um, we we our team had, I believe, nine yeah. people in it. <laughs> a third, of the, a third of the peloton. Third of the peloton. So we really, with that many people, we should have been able to control the race, and we did. <laughs> I should hope so, that you guys did. So yeah. it, it was good. It was kind of funny. Um, Chris Hannell, the rocket all-star on our uh, on our team, 
he uh, he says, hey, I'm going to go kind of early and uh, we'll, I'll see if I can get out and make a break stick and then let you just guys let people try to chase me down and whatnot. So that was kind of our plan going into it. In the pre-race, he didn't define early. Either, he did not so. define early. <laughs> so we roll up to the start line and there wasn't even a whistle or a go. The The lady just says, okay, guys, just uh, get you guys can get going now. Just get moving. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so go on get now. Yeah, go get on. on, go on get. Go on get. So, so <laughs> the pace car goes and she goes, All right, you guys, you can just go on and get. And right. um so we roll out and no kidding, Hanel sprints off the front from it. like at mile four feet. From, from the gong get. From <laughs> gong get. And he That's just awesome. bolts. Because no one's expecting it. Especially Nobody's after, expecting everyone's it. Everyone's like, did she say go on get? Yeah, <laughs> did she say go on get? And then it's like, oh, there's someone sprinting up ahead. And he just went. And everybody else is looking through a wall of orange Correct. at him right away. And So we had lined up with... <laughs> did you guys block to start? Oh, yes, yes you did. There, there, was, awesome. there was about cool. five or six of us right at the front, yeah. including Chris. And when he went... We were uh, Chris is calling uh, now. Chris is calling us <laughs> to, to get in. So we, we were. So as soon as as soon as he goes, there were five or six of us right at the front, and and there was a center line rule, so you couldn't cross the center line, and we kind of blocked oh, yeah. anybody from going. Now there were guys that could have gone, but the guys that would have chased him down were like on the third row or the fourth oh, row. That's their fault. Bad position. So they yeah. just. So he just got away. And and I had this. I still feel like ugh, I feel like maybe you guys should have been like, if you guys need to get through. Well, if like, somebody no. said something, you guys would we have would gotten, have. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. somebody had said, "Hey, that's Hanel. He can he can solo this whole race. Somebody's got to chase him down." But nobody said anything. They didn't say anything till about mile three. Yeah, wow, no. that's a that's long their like, time. Is, that's their you guys, Hanel is gone already. He can solo this whole race. We somebody needs to go, but. Yeah, nobody did. And th- that's where you draw the line. If somebody says you need to let me by, and you say no, and you guys yeah, that's straight up block the road, that that's against the rules. You Correct, can't right. do that. But mm-hmm. nobody asked, and you guys can write like you're up front. You're just that's the pace we want to ride at. Yep. If you want to get around, you got to say something. That's bad on them. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was it was really hilarious that he that just move's went. never gonna work again. <laughs> no. So and, and Chris soloed the whole race, fifty four miles, and he won by seven minutes. He beat us by seven minutes, the whole field. So that's he, insane. He just did. He work hard. He said so. It was three laps. It was really two and three quarters yeah. laps. He says he worked really hard for two laps, expecting right. to get caught, and then he just kind of hung on at the end. When he went through one of the one of the corners, they says you've got six minutes on him. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I've got six minutes. Did people just yeah. forget that he was out no, there? No, no. It, it, after the race was af- over. Yeah, after the first 10 miles, they're like, that's it. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. So we're all that's racing a, for second. The other thing was... so ridiculous. The other thing was, is there were... It was a it was a fifty plus group and the forty plus group all together. And Chris is a forty plus, so none of the fifty pluses wanted to chase him down. Right, they had no point. Yeah. So think about that. You've got the entire dial group, which is a third of the yes, you know, a third of the group plus fifty. You know the fifty plus people, which is actually a very large group of people. Yes, they don't want to chase. 
So you've got you're talking about a handful, probably that, less than five. You're down to what five, correct. six guys who would have to that, drag him in. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's that's hard. <laughs> and and they were just like, uh, screw this, yeah, screw forget it. this. <laughs> when did when did they kind of decide that that was after three miles? They were like, uh, we should probably do something. Well, then, yeah, we went through like one corner, and they're like, he's got a minute forty on you, and I'm like, he's a minute forty up already at like mile six. Oh man, and they're like. Oh, okay. And he can climb. He's probably the best yeah. climber out of that group yeah. by far. So he yeah. was he was gone. It was so awesome. I had this, I was on the front row when we left, and I had this clear decision in my head. Should I go with Hanel right now and see if the two of us get away? And I clearly made the decision in my mind, I do not want to suffer for two and a half hours. <laughs> with Chris. With Chris. I'm not going to go. Because he can suffer. Yes, he He's can suffer. Tough. And so I'm like, I, I made the conscious decision. I am not going to go right now. I did, that just sounds like a terrible day. I'm going to sit in this pack and let somebody else chase yeah. him down. And nobody else chased him down. So it was pretty funny. Hindsight being 2020. If you were to do that again this weekend, would you go with him? Uh, I, I might have. And, yeah. and if it didn't work, and if because if two of us went, the then yeah. we just drop back to the group and, mm-hmm. and something else happens. There was yeah. enough of us that we still could have made something work. And it wasn't like we didn't do anything. But because he was so far out, the pace was relatively tame. I mean, I mean it was you, easy to stay in yeah. the group. Do you feel like you didn't get the race that you wanted because mm, it was easy? Um, no, it, I was super happy to have Chris out there. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I mean, like you need to go hard because you're Lance Hepler. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. I yeah. I made three digs. I made okay. three efforts Good. to escape. Okay. I tried three different times to get away on different spots yeah. on a roller, on a downhill. Um, on a big flat section, I, I tried three different times to get away from the group. And every time I got three, 400 yards out and got chased down by, okay. by the other people who had me marked. Yeah. So, it. so it wasn't like I didn't try to get away and I was going to try to, to bridge up or hoping that one or two guys would go with me Yeah. and it, it just never stuck. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So crazy. we all ended up together. We were all in one big group. Uh, we come to the final climb, and and I still had fairly good legs. Yeah. So I, I was able to to push out at the end, and I ended up fifth in in the forty. That's a solid finish. That's yeah. a points, solid finish. Right? And were you the first? Boom! Upgrade. Wait. One cash money. Oh yeah. That's the <laughs> I, Fifteen bucks. Let's what see this. What are we gonna do with that money? Professional. <laughs> You're framing <laughs> that, right? Let's, I'm framing the envelope. I won what? fifteen bucks. What are we gonna do with that money? What are so, we gonna do with that? So here's here's now a fact on this podcast. The only person at this podcast who has made money through their racing this season is me. Is late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fifteen bucks. Wait, the race cost me forty to get in, so I'm still down. 25. Oh well, there you go. No. <laughs> That's Who's keeping track? Yeah, That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. So were you the first Cat 5 guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody else were threes that were ahead of me. Yeah. Are you, but but are you we were all hard? scored together. Is that four yeah. upgrade coming now? Uh, it's still going to be a while. I mean, it's all, it's two road races, and I was probably, fourth in one and fifth in one. So. Probably need like, well, don't. I feel like to go from five to four is a little bit faster, right? Like, yeah, you only need, I think, 10 points. Yeah. You're probably... I'm probably there. Right there. And four, it's that's fine. But it what I want to do is be a three. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, you got time. But you if we get you to a four, you can go race with the three fours out at Portland International Raceway, yeah. the PAR. That's a much funner race than hanging out with the four fives. fives. Yeah. So you would just destroy the four or five group anyway. So now there's a race tonight yeah. and it's a four five thirty thirty plus race. Yep. And so I'm yeah. gonna You're gonna go. Probably gonna be out there. I'm gonna go out there. 
maybe gonna race maybe not not sure yet but uh i'm gonna go out there it's gonna regardless w- i'm gonna take pictures or race it's awesome. gonna be one or the other so you're gonna see if the roads are wet or it's gonna be yeah. wet if it's yeah. gonna be wet i'm gonna pass on it right. it's, it's not worth it, it to me it really sh- it should be raining for yeah. like that whole four hour stretch <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah hey real quick just because i'm a uh, homer when it comes to dial how did the rest of the fields do i think we had a uh, nate gibson second place in the four fives uh in his first bona fide road race correct nate scott yes yeah um he what he did was, i say you said nate gibson oh that's another oh, yeah. he, he was combining community. wow <laughs> he was combining nate and me in there the one cyclist yeah <laughs> sorry so, so nate, nate scott, scott he raced in the there was a th- there was a three four five field uh-huh. but the threes were were scored, um, separately. scored separately than the fives and he took second his first ever outdoor road race and he took second in the four fives yes and the guy he lost to uh, races for is Lucas Strain who races for the points Nokia team uh-huh. and he's like a cat one cyclocross guy oh yeah just kind of working his way up through the ranks yeah and he hasn't road raced very much so ah, gotcha. he came out to race so gotcha. Nate, Nate took second there which was awesome I know that Tonk and uh, um, oh, yeah. and Tonk and Mike Guy Van were there yep. and they did well as well they were both helping Nate um, so they, they, they helped him kind of get to the end, which Good. was great. Yeah. yeah. So that was great. And then our fifties and then our fifties, they were all in, in our, uh, our group and we took uh, third, fourth and fifth in the fifties. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. With John Hatfield and Andy Levine, Levine and Whitney Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. They took third, fourth and fifth. So wow. that was, that was pretty awesome. Now we didn't have any women out there this year, correct? We did not. Yeah. No, I, nobody I know showed that up. Kim Catherine's still kind of, I think, trying to round herself back into shape. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, and then, sick for a bit. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the others just didn't make it down. I don't right. know if it had something to do with the weather or not, but... Um, it, it it rained the whole last half of the race. It was a two-and-a-half-hour race, and it was an hour and a half of it that, in the rain. That race could be pretty brutal yeah. with uh, conditions changing on a dime. It can go from 50 to 40, like in a snap of a finger, and all yeah. of a sudden hit you with some wind and some wet, and that's just not a pleasurable time. But you're racing bikes, so it kind of that's the offset. You just got to get to the finish line and get yourself back to the car and warm that's yourself right. up. <laughs> One of the cool things that they do at this race is on the porta potties, they put um, they put names of former winners on the porta potties, kind of like Perry Roubaix, right? Yep. Uh-huh. So they put names of for, the that former awesome. like a pro one two guy who yeah. who won who won in previous years, and um, they the the race director was a competitor and nemesis of our Michael Myers. I was going to say Mike Myers won last yeah. year, mm-hmm. two, two, years years ago. two years ago. Yeah, yeah right. two years ago, and uh, so he put Michael's name on one of the porta potties. No, it's awesome. Yeah, they they only put the names up of the pro one twos that win, so they don't usually do the other classes. And uh, what was mm-hmm. neat was they paid homage to Michael, even yeah. though he was a I think it was a cat three when he Probably won the yeah, race. That time, right, yeah. he won it like. In, in good form yeah um yeah. and mr goldstein who is the uh the, the race director you know paid you know honored michael paid tribute to him by putting his name over the the porta potty this year and actually sent out something to all of oberlin on obra chat you know kind of explaining what yeah. it was and it why, was why it was there yeah it was pretty special so it was to put cool. a big smile on my face the other cool thing that they do at this race is the uh the winner of the women and the winner of the men they they make a hundred bucks and they paid him in gold coins. That's awesome. <laughs> and and they gave him a crown and a cape to wear. Yeah. For the King's picture, Valley. Yeah. So yeah, King's Valley. Yeah. So they give him this stuff. And then the people who win prize money, they give you an envelope. And on the envelope there's a picture of a professional racer. And if you can name the racer and the so, race, they the give man. you an extra five bucks. Hold on. So who's on that picture? I, okay. I know the racer's Julian Alaphilippe. Yes. 
Yes. The race is. I, oh, I don't know. That's the thing. It's I a downhill finish. I think I'm going to be able to say the race. Hold on. Come on. Uh, it is this year. I'll give you that. Is this yeah. year? Yeah, this yeah, year. it was this year. Uh, is that Milan yeah. San Remo? Nope. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know it. <laughs> I know it now. What? Anybody else want to guess? Go ahead. Strata Bianchi. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> nice work. I did not Second get the guess. extra five bucks. <laughs> you knew that that was Julian Alaphilippe. I though, got right? Alaphilippe, but I admit, I didn't guess I didn't. the race. Yeah, so but it's I really hard to tell what race that is. So it's a every, downhill finish after the tough yeah, climb at Strata. Okay. They have this weird... So, so everybody that went up to get their prize money, that you got a chance to win an extra five bucks if you could name the racer in the race. So that, that's it was, cool. It was kind of a cool, that is cool. little thing. That's very so, cool. I got one two years ago when I did that race. Or Did you get it right? Uh, yeah, it was Greg Van Avermaet at the Olympics. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Got lucky. we should. <laughs> we should post that picture um, to our dialed Instagram yeah, so that people sure. can see it and be like, "Oh yeah, you guys are idiots." <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll post that, Dennis, it. so you can see it. Dennis didn't have a fair shot at this. <laughs> no, That's he not didn't fair. have a shot. <laughs> Lance, you have an assignment now. So <laughs> okay, good. I'm on it. Anything else to share, my friend? I, I think that's uh, too much already. Oh, right. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, mine's real quick because it was really boring. Um, just sat on the train this week. I sucked. I didn't ride outside one time this past week. It was terrible. Did, it was, it was all trainer sessions. It was a bad weather week, man. Yeah, yeah it was I could have gotten outside yesterday. Um, I well, I kind of talk. I, I was looking at the weather report. It was supposed to rain. I'm yeah, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to ride in the rain. It's kind of my thing right now. I was like, I don't want to and kind of shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sit on a trainer and do a deep dive in YouTube land and, and just go through this whole educational process of learning yep. about some things that I'm working on. And that was well worth it. And the whole time I'm looking out the window, I'm like, there's no freaking rain. And it looks almost <laughs> yeah. kind of nice out there. I'm like, ah, but you know, I got my two hour ride in finished. Yep. It's still dry. And it was dry even for like a couple hours after that. So I, I totally screwed the pooch on that one, but yeah. learn some stuff. Workouts are going okay. Yeah, they're, they're going okay. I'm, Still, this this past week, I kind of got myself back into form from missing the week prior being yeah. um, out of town. But yeah, I'm still dealing with uh, some ankle-ish Inches. stuff mm-hmm. and shoulders still a little bit tight. But Evan's helping me with that. Amount of time on the bike is okay? Uh, I think I finished with eight and change. Eight hours is good. Kind of coming back. That's back to your normal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm um, going to race the Yamhill uh, coming up this week. That so is going to be a cool race. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to be, um, you know, training and I'll get Was some that the mountain bike race? It's a gravel race. It's a gravel, gravel. Race. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah, and on top of that, just having three kids playing four, four yeah. sports, yeah, yeah. that ain't no joke, man. <laughs> that takes Seriously. up a lot of time, yeah. especially on... Soccer's unreal. Yeah. I like, God, I think back to being a kid, I was like, the kids play more now than when I did. Yeah. I was like, no wonder my mom got all her runs in just during the games or whatever. She just go and jog around. You know? yeah, it's yeah. always baseball, soccer, and soccer, and uh, soccer, and track, track. Yeah, okay. that's I like that. My oldest is playing tr- uh, running track. So, yeah, it's always fun on Saturday mornings comparing notes and schedules with my wife and we're trying to get our workouts yeah. and our rides and runs and it's all crazy. that other stuff in. And then we're trying to figure out the kids' schedules. It's just mayhem. So. We got it done though. So anyway, let's move forward. Um, hey, that wasn't too bad. Backpedal for thirty minutes as opposed to the the well, hour the long hour one that we had last week. week, and we had another person in here backpedal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doing good, boys. Dennis, are you still there with us? Yeah, I'm. I'm here, guys. I was uh, <laughs> thinking for a little while about that guy with the seven minute gap. That's got to be one of the best moments in cycling. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you, oh yeah, it's, you go out in the breakaway and then you get someone on the side of the road who tells you a gap that makes you know that the Peloton just gone. gave up. Yeah, oh, yeah that's so good. Happy days. Yeah. If you knew Chris Hanel as well, he is salt of the earth, man. That guy is fantastic. Yeah. So he's a super competitor too, but Mr. Humble. Oh gosh. He's fun. <laughs> good times. All right, let's jump into our topic for today. We are going to talk about cycling teams, clubs, and communities and how... Um, 
they affect our the roles that um <laughs> let me start over <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to read this and trying to think of something to say and that's just typical jake fashion stumbling <laughs> over his words here um cycling teams clubs and communities and the role they play in our sport so we want to talk about how these things all have affected each of us individually i'm very curious to see how these things kind of dovetail into um the beretta training system that that dennis is going to share us with uh, to share with us today so um Let's kind of jump into that, uh, Dennis. You you kind of you and I kind of talked about this leading into this uh, podcast, um, and you had some thoughts. Um, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts on on uh, putting together community and and how you're gonna you know help us make that even better? Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely what Beretta is really interested to. We're building a peer to peer coaching platform for endurance sports. So um, basically, what we want to try to do is increase people's ability to connect and collaborate and help each other uh, improve in their training. Um, so, I mean, on the product side, it's pretty simple. Really, the first ber- the first version of Beretta is just uh, a messaging app for endurance sports. So you can have your um, riding data, you know, your your um, all your files right next to the conversation, right where you need them. So instead of uh, instead of doing the usual copy and paste of uh, Strava charts into Facebook Messenger to have a conversation about them, you kind of just have it all in one spot and, and you can you can get down to business. Do you guys support other platforms besides Strava? Or Strava? Uh, right now we're coming up on launching our beta and we're yeah. going to launch with a Strava integration, gotcha. but we definitely plan on adding more integrations uh, as it's, we keep going. Yeah. No, I think everyone's pretty much on Strava. Yeah. I don't. Strava's got to be king right now, it right? It is totally, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's the big, big piece for sure to snag. Or Training Peaks I, would be the other one. Training that people... Peaks. Yeah. The only question about that is like, you know, are there APIs open? Can you yeah, pull, yeah. Can you pull can data you pull from data there? from it? Yeah. And, yeah. and also... Yeah, they're kind of they. I don't know. They feel like a bit of a, a little bit more of a closed system, you know, because they want to kind of have coaches come in and have training plans with the, the right, you know, right. They're, yeah. they're taking money they're, from the coaches. Yeah. And they're taking money from the athletes. Yeah. So that's kind of part of their their puzzle. So I'm not sure they're going to open up. That's not going to be open. Who knows? Yeah, Dennis, mm-hmm. how did you come up with this idea? What was the inspiration? Well, it's uh, it's not our first product, actually. Um, Beretta actually started as an annual training plan tool. So for the listeners, an annual training plan is kind of a layer above um, a normal training plan. Essentially, it just lays out the weekly targets over the course of an entire season to help you peak for your main events and not overtrain, kind of pace out your effort over the course of the whole year. Um, So that was our first product, and it was kind of in talking to the customer's um, and users of that product, um, you know, it was actually quite a, um, I guess you could call it quite a nerdy tool. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and we experienced, we attracted a pretty experienced, uh, you know, user base. And so we were asking them questions about, you know, how did you guys become the athletes that you are today? And they'd often tell us things about, you know, reading lots of books and, and content and listening to podcasts like you guys. Um, then they'd say, uh, I'd use a pre-made training plan. Some people would do that. Um, some people had hired coaches and had great experiences with that. But the thing that we kept hearing time and time again was that talking to your friends about training was one of the best ways to learn. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. kind of when I heard that over and over, I mean, it makes perfect sense because it's exactly how I learned throughout my cycling career. And I know a lot of other people that, you know, have really important training partners in their lives that um, have helped them become the athletes they are as well. Yeah. I mean, really looking at this table, ever all four of us basically build our training plans that way, right? I don't have a training plan. I just ride everything. Lance. <laughs> I'm, I'm a loser. Lance, yeah. what's your plan? What's yeah. your plan? I don't know. I'm just, just getting on my bike and ride till I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. We talk about this um, quite a bit on this podcast. Like, you know, I think most of us around the table here, you know, are pretty big on like having a plan, like coming up with a structured, you know, program to, you know. Well, my some. plan is not smart. No. I'm fully aware yeah. of that. But, but I think yeah. it's... Lance but is I, the devil I, devil's yeah, advocate. But, but it's good to have you on here too, because it's kind of like, you know, you've always kind of got that piece of the puzzle where it's like, do I, do I want to do something more structured? I feel like that's a a debate that you have with yourself a little bit, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe if there was some really particular race that you really wanted to nail or something like that, 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 you know, you might go ahead and take the next step of being like, all right, I'm going to do something a little bit more structured and maybe not, maybe it's just not worth it. But I do think it's interesting that you have that debate within yourself and, and I think all of us do, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Jake's always saying like, you got to have some unstructured workouts. You have to have, and and you know, and Evan's mm-hmm. much more structured probably than all of us yeah. put together, right? So uh, I think it's kind of nice to have like a little bit of a balance on the podcast group itself. Yeah, so. Dennis, when, when when you were racing around in North America, did you? So it's it's a little bit different from the triathlon world. I know with cycling, you have to build that that training plan um, around your race schedule, which I'm sure was a pretty intense race schedule at that time. Did did you have a coach, or did you kind of come up with your own your own rhythm and your own structure to your own training? Yeah, I had a coach for, I think, maybe a six-month period throughout my cycling career. And besides that, I was just, I was I was self-coached. And, you know, I think I largely, I'm just that kind of person. And 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 on the other side of it is, is it, it's a big fun part of the sport for me, too. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of the mad scientist type. You know, I really liked to learn about training, uh, figure out what I was going to do, and then watch you know, that plan turn into results on the road. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, that seeing myself improve and, and, and me being the master of that was, you know, as much fun as, um, well, almost as much fun as, you know, riding the bike, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. I think, I think there's something, and I mean, you know, I'm sure people who are coached would, you know, counter this, but I really think coaching yourself and having success is a, is a pretty, you know, cool feeling. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the people that have coaches and then, you know, have a really positive review of the coach often say that the coach was the thing, was the person that helped them learn the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, oftentimes athletes and coaches, you know, after a few years kind of find a different arrangement where they might not need as much, but it's still good to have extra eyes on. But, uh, yeah, that's just it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. How would you say that Beretta is going to help um, like say a club or a team in general? Well, we'd really like to be the hub for communication for cycling, uh, teams and clubs. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, when you say hub, is that just for like communication? Cause right now, I mean that for me with doubt cycling, uh, that was a mm-hmm. struggle in the beginning. It's really like, like, how are we going to communicate with each other? And it was a little bit easier when there was only like 
15 of us um mm-hmm. and now that we're like north of 130 it becomes a little bit laborious trying to get everybody on the same page to communicate um mm. we've been using the uh, the facebook group and it's just you know it's a closed group where everybody can go in there and kind of you know, say their piece, but you get a lot of people that hate Facebook. You got people that just don't get the the notifications. You get people that um, are just seldom on social media to begin with. And sometimes they'll kind of miss some communications and things of that nature. Plus that's not a really a great place to talk shop when it comes to the development of, um, you know, fitness and, and structured training and things of that nature. So we've kind of dabbled with different things and I've probably tried three or four. Um, the, the Facebook thing is the closest thing that I can say that works okay for us to communicate as a team it would be great if we could have more of a central place a central hub where we can get in there and we can talk some serious shop um, whether it be like race preparation um, talk about training programs and you know it's not that we're trying to be you know exclusive or elitist but we don't really want other people coming and getting in our business if we're talking about race strategy or we're talking about training strategy and it's not all proprietary stuff nothing like that at all but we don't want everybody knowing really what we're up to if we're being competitive and we're training our butts off to get <laughs> if chris handle's going to go from the gun <laughs> exactly. we don't want everybody to yeah, that kind of changes the fun of it all so how is it that beretta could help us as a team well i think you know for beretta we're still early days on the on the you know group functionality um so i think it's a little bit yet to be seen but yeah i've talked to lots of clubs and lots of communities who you know have done exactly what you guys have which is you know fire up a facebook group because you know what else are you going to do and then you start to hit some pain points with that and maybe you try an online form instead and you know maybe that's not the best thing either so you know i think in the next uh in the next six months we're going to be we're going to be figuring out exactly what uh what's going to solve this problem but i think you know for cycling teams and clubs it's it's definitely needs some unique functionality that uh hopefully we can provide yeah it would be neat if you guys could marry together a, a facebook group to uh the whole strava functionality and put in a twist of uh training peaks and just really make it this like rock star of a of a program for teams to use because man i would sign up for that in a new york second mm-hmm. that's the that's the idea yeah and it's interesting what you said about um you know, not wanting just anyone to, you know, you're not, of course, you're not being elitist. You're just trying to, right. you know, have the dialed cycling club. Um, and one mm-hmm. thing I found fascinating in the last few months, again, talking to lots of clubs, lots of teams, lots of communities, is the difference between some communities. And I'll tell you, um, the place I'm seeing this um, happening a lot, which is which is fascinating right now, is in the Zwift world, it's where amazing. so many people... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're right. Absolutely nail on, on the head right there. There's just like such an interesting phenomenon going on right now with just like the, the blooming of these teams online it's yeah, crazy yeah. go ahead yeah that's just it and it's like it they're they're, they're just exploding yeah. and i've talked to the leaders of some clubs and you know they're they're even amazed at how quickly their clubs have grown and they you know they never expected it but you know i think it all just really goes to show how much people want to be part of something when they join these sports which is kind of counterintuitive because they're kind of individual sports yeah that's a good point yeah it's but true. i think i think if you look at these endurance sports I, I was actually just talking with some of my patients about this the coolest thing about endurance sports is that they stay hyper competitive as you age 
So you still got, I mean, Matt, we just sat down and yesterday, Matt just mapped out a plan to qualify for Kona in the triathlon world. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which is, we never <laughs> said that. <laughs> quite, quite down, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's what we were met. But I, there's, there's yeah. this hyper competitiveness into 40s and 50s, sure. 60s. I'll even say, I mean, like my, my mom's in her, you know, 60 to 64 age group right now and oh, is man. like still competitive so as heck. What other sport do you, I mean, well, like, Pickleball or something? <laughs> Shuffleboard. <laughs> Shuffleboard? Tennis? I'm going to get some serious hate on like tennis and pickleball players now. But I mean, come on. Like that, like you, you, there's no other sport that stays competitive as long as these endurance sports do. Yeah. I mean, even me, I have a, a pipe dream at the age of 27 of winning the Master C national championships. So there you go. <laughs> long term plan. Yeah. <laughs> I've had the privilege of actually being friends with, uh, I think, three different people who have won master C national championships. So maybe that has something to do with it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right on. So just tell us a little bit more about, um, Bretta. just let, let's dig in a little bit deeper. Um, what's the core of it? What is that, that, that you can tell us that's going to kind of put people, people are just, just now scratching the surface. Um, we're just now starting to hear about it and they're hearing about it on the podcast right now. Tell us more mm-hmm. in depth what it is all about. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I think it's it's being able to connect and collaborate with, uh, you know, training partners you trust mm-hmm. and and getting more out of the sport. So I think, um, you know, one thing that Beretta is, is, is it's, it's private messaging. Right. So it's it's not, you know, posting your ride and everyone in the world can see it and give you thumbs up. Instead, it's, you know, the actually the analogy I like to draw is that, um you know, where you have Facebook in the real world, where you're posting lots of content, you're getting likes, you're getting comments. Um, really, the, the the apps that have grown past, you know, past Facebook, past Instagram, in terms of usage, are one-to-one messaging apps. Um, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, things like this. And we really want to bring that to endurance sports. Um, so people can talk about their training and help each other with their training plans and, um, and just be more involved because it's kind of like we were just saying, we're having a a lot of, you know, we're in agreement. We get a lot of positivity out of being involved with others in the sport. Um, you know, you look at the Zwift world and people are getting a lot of positivity out of connecting with people all around the world and online. And, you know, even with a local club like your own, you can't always connect, in person as much as you'd like to. And so it's like, can you build something to continue that conversation online and, and build connections that way? So in essence, then I'd be looking at my Strava and let's say that Matt and I are connected on um, Beretta and Matt can then just send me an instant message like, Hey, I knew that you were going out to do your workout today. How did it go? And nobody else is going to be pervy to that conversation, but we're, it's still kind of attached to that ride profile or is it not? Or how does that sound? Absolutely. So you and Matt would have a private conversation where you can just talk normally. Um, but also if Matt posts up a ride, um, you can go into that ride and leave him a comment, which then gets pulled into that main conversation. So at the end of the day, you get a chronological order of all the communication that's happened between you and Matt. And, you know, that can be about past activities. But I think it gets really interesting when you start to get the collaborative part where it's, you know, maybe Matt is new to the sport and he doesn't know how to set his FTPs. So you can go in and set his FTPs up for him. Wow. And then he's off and running. Right. 
So I, I actually started to cut you off here real quick. I see a, a phenomenal integration here with our youths. Um, oh, we, yeah. We've got a, yeah. a budding youth program here. We've got well over, I think it's over 20 kids now. And just about all of them are on Strava. So I could go in there and have a conversation with these kids and say like, hey, you know, let's, let's tweak this and what the heck were you doing there? Or what was your thought process on this? I could have these conversations with them and it's just the two of us having this conversation without me calling them out in front of the world on their, their Strava. Is, is, is that kind of what I'm seeing? That is exactly it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the ability the ability to have a you know public comment boards are in a great place to exchange guidance and you know what Bretta wants to do is enable people to to learn from each other and so you know the best place to do that's in a in a one to one private message and so that's what we want to bring. So there's going to be then a big play here to maybe attract coaches to come work with their clients using your your platform, correct? I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, even, you know, coaches, um, you know, have actually a, a really, um, big hurdle in terms of switching software platforms. Mm-hmm. It's something we're pretty well aware of because coaches have like, you know, 20, 30 clients, everyone has learned how to use a certain piece of software. There's, there's a lot tying them to what they're using, which, you know, can be a bit unfortunate, but I think with Beretta, the interesting thing that can happen is even experienced athletes um, like you like you guys you know you guys are already running a podcast where you're you're you know blasting out tons of experience and information to to people that need it and i think with beretta you know you could come in and all of a sudden you could turn these experienced athletes into a little bit of coaches because yeah again have, i've had lots of conversations with people who say you know i'd love to get involved with coaching but i have to buy this fancy coaching accounts mm-hmm. and you know, I have to do this and that, and I don't know if it's worth it, but you know, I think, well, the, the real question is just like, why it's 2019. Why isn't it easy for us to connect with each other and share our data and be able to use that to actually get value out of it and improve? That seems to be the hardest thing is, is to be able to connect and share the data so that you can mm-hmm. see exactly what data you really should be looking at. Is that what Brett is trying to yeah. Solve. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting the way the world is right now where, you know, we spend $1,500 to buy a power meter, you know, another several hundred dollars to get a Garmin, heart rate monitor. You get rigged up with all this stuff. You buy a subscription to get a private analytics account, and that's just it. All this data, all this information ends up in an account that is private to you, and chances are the you don't really know what you're doing in there right off the bat. Right, yeah. And I think there's a big drop off of people not really getting the value out of everything they just invested all this money into. And so I think with Beretta, you could connect with a peer who could help show you the way. And then, you know, that's just it. It's like, why, why in 2019 do we have all this valuable information locked up behind a private analytics account? So, that brings up a question. How how do you monetize it? How is the pricing work for Beretta if you're going to be part of the platform? The million-dollar question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, we, we're, we're toying with a couple of different monetization um, schemes. I think the one that we we are thinking about most strongly right now is, is doing a freemium model. And I think um, what we'd like to do is give away the the, the chat and the past data, the past activities, and the ability to talk about them, we'd like to do that for free. And then if you wanted to 
join a community, which could entail, you know, having a future plan and these types of things. Um, I think that could be the the premium functionality. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I think it's, it's interesting because I feel like the, the, the lack of, of the public access is actually becoming more appealing as, yeah. you know, I mean, something like Strava is neat, but yeah, everything you post up on Strava is viewable. I mean, that's, right. you know, you can still make it somewhat private. Like mm-hmm. my, my account is private. You can't go in there and just see all of my data. You have to be friends with me, but yeah, I got a lot of friends on there. Care. So just about yeah. everybody can that's, see that. Information. That's the other thing. So, actually, I think, I think yeah. mine is private too, but that's, yeah. yeah. And the other thing about Strava too, that if you start to dig into some of the analytics, I mean, you're looking at numbers, but you're not looking at all of the numbers. So mm-hmm. you, you are kind of missing some of the, the story of what or happened. In my that case, might... basically none of the numbers, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I've been a completely open book. All my stuff is public. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine too. I, I, mean, I would be too. I just I just don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know. It's not, it's not like I'm not trying to hide something. It's that I was hoping that people would be able to see that stuff and be able to give me advice. Absolutely. But, but nobody gives you advice. But yeah. a platform like this allows you yeah. to it creates that environment yeah. where yeah it's it's i mean peer-to-peer coaching exactly what you were saying there dennis yeah so is yeah. the model the same dennis that people would request to follow you or request to connect with you and then once you're you're connected and your friends or what have you um you can start having those conversations that's just it yeah you have complete control over who you're connecting with and so we actually envision beretta you know having a lot fewer connections but a lot more engaged ones yeah um, that makes yeah. Sense. And I think it goes yeah. vice versa. It's not just, it's not just people seeing your, your stuff, but also, you know, who do you care about the most, um, to follow their training? And for me, it's like my dad, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. my co-founder, um, and, and, you know, being alerted when they do a ride and getting pulled in and, and, and having that conversation with them, um, is, is something we want to enable. Cause again, it's like, you know, I only go on Strava so often. I often miss my dad's rides. I often miss my brother-in-law's rides. But, you know, they're they're the ones that I'm the most interested in. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, here's a here's an idea for you. Um, we've got the live tracking and the beacon and all that, that other stuff. What would be really cool is if you could somehow communicate with people while they're in the yeah. ride. If you could send a message to them like, hey, I'm watching you right now. I can see that you're putting out some watts. Good job, man. Kill the next one. That would be sweet. <laughs> if all of a sudden that popped up, I could poke fun at Lance all day long. That would make my indoor ride so much more interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh. My next century indoor ride would be a much more pleasurable experience. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah it's interesting. I mean, actually, um, kind of the, the platform that's doing a little bit of that is uh, is Zwift, where they actually have one-to-one messaging, but it's actually only, from what I've seen, it's only inside during the ride that yeah. it actually happens. And yeah. you can't really, you don't really continue the conversation before or after. But, uh, I mean, everyone knows how much fun it is to engage with other people while they're riding Zwift, so. Yeah, true. Dennis, how are you guys doing on the kind of like launch development process? Are you guys in uh, beta currently? Yeah, so we have our beta coming out in May. We have a product uh, right now. It's in development. We're getting our first uh, first few users on. Um, I mentioned uh, before the recording, um, Justin Wagner from Team ODZ, your guys' mm-hmm. Swift expert. Um, you know, he's been in. He was an early customer of Beretta all the way back with the ATP product. So we're getting some guys in now and, and things are going well. So we have a few more things to to dial together, but I think we're going to be launching a beta in May. So if any listeners are interested in what we're talking about, then they can go to BerettaTraining.com 
That's B-E-R-E-D-A, training.com, and uh, and sign up, and they'll be on the wait list, and we'll be getting them in as soon as we can. Gotcha. Where, where did that name come from? Uh, I was wondering when that was going to come up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's for, not the Dennis for, Cutro training program. No. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you guys had this experience uh, when you guys were naming your company, but uh, I found it. Uh, I found it to be quite the roller coaster, and especially in terms of getting the the dot com and everything. But uh, anyways, Beretta. We ended up uh, finding Beretta, which is a Swedish word, which means to prepare. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, Smart. and where Beretta was originally the the training plan company that uh, that was intense. And of course, I think with training plans, uh, all that as we were talking about is, is still the plan to bring into peer to peer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Go ahead. Why don't you guys tell me a little bit about, uh, about the club with dialed. So you guys started off really small, you've gotten bigger. Now you've got this podcast. I'm sure that it's picking up more and more interested and more people are trying to get involved. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. that sometimes might it's, even be an understatement. It crazy. <laughs> it's actually. Yeah. crazy. It yeah. started, it did start small, but it's, really still a very young club like it's are we on two your, years this yeah. is our third year yeah that's, and it's i mean it's big but it, it's i mean we, we were talking about the race you know uh the dynamics of races like some of these local races and this is not a small race community and dialed is doing very well you know one mm-hmm. from one from a number standpoint but which helps a lot but also just like participating in races and I feel like, you know, just participating in the cycling community. 25 miles into the race on Saturday, um, I roll up next to this guy and he looks at me and he goes, how many of you dialed guys are there? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Not crazy. quite enough. Yeah. <laughs> Third well, field. it's contagious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it also just at the end of the day promotes other teams to try and grow too. Or at least that's what we hope it that it's doing. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, if you go to a race and you're like, oh, we had three guys in the field, you're going to get on your team for, you'd be like, hey guys, we need, we we need more people coming out here. We just raced a nine person dial team in a 30 person field. So, yeah. (laughs) You know, this, this team really has been Jake's baby. He came from Southern California where he was part of a, a team down there and uh was part of a healthy cycling community he came here and got involved with the with the team his first year here it ultimately kind of fell apart and jake instead of deciding to join another team he decided he wanted to start his own team so that's that's kind of been the genesis of dial cycling is jake just decided he was going to do it himself that first year we started with 12 people about that yeah and now there's 130 of us yeah so (laughs) it grew quite quickly so you know a lot of it you kind of hit the nail on the head earlier when we were first starting the podcast Uh, people want to belong and uh, that's that's me and I thought that exact same thing like when I was in Southern California I was part of like a little um, cycling team was mostly mountain bike centric Um, the racing scene down there is not great at all so you had to travel quite a ways and there weren't very many races on the schedule for the road scene for the mountain biking scene there it's it's growing and it's budding down there so we would do our stuff and there was an affiliate club with us and it was fun and I wanted to build a team and I started to do that just before I moved up here and I, I left what I'd started down there to some friends and that, that ultimately got um, folded into another organization that's doing good stuff. But when I came up here, I had an idea of what I wanted to build and I wanted to have something special. 
I wanted to be a part of this team that I had in my brain because it's something that I wanted. I, I, like what it is, what is it that would force me or draw me to come in and be a part of this organization and what boxes would there need to be checked to make it kind of a fun and special thing. So I laid all this out and, um, you know, we talked about Michael Myers earlier. Um, mm -hmm. After I, I left the team that I was on earlier because it pretty much fell apart, I um, went up to Michael and said, hey, I'm going to start a team and this is what it's going to be about. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. I, I laid it out for him and I'm like, you want to be a part of this? And his answer was F yeah. F yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, he helped me, um, you know, with some of the, the, the building blocks and we had some people in mind and we, we talked to all of them and we put together this, this little cast and crew of about 12 guys. Like Lance said, Lance being part of that original, um, that original group of guys. And we went out and started racing bicycles. We did our very first race. And I think almost all of us showed up to the race and we yeah. were all just doing the, the Jack Frost time trial and it was great. And we, we had this like neat, little bond and everybody was so cool and what was special i'm like we need to to make sure that we maintain the um the 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 chemistry that we have and we want to as we add more people to this yeah. dynamic make sure that we maintain that chemistry and, and always not do sacrifice it for the growth right? exactly right. Yeah. The growth, exactly does the growth of that 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 I, I would be perfectly happy if we were still just 20 people as long as we had this chemistry and we've mm. managed to, to continue mm. to grow. So it's, and it was, it was going great until you decided to add triathlon to it. And now you've got a bunch of walkers <laughs> over here. You got two to 50% of your, your poor podcast has to be triathloners. So, so but uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a lot of fun and we are, constantly trying to like challenge ourselves and i i've kind of made this um it's almost turned into a full-time job to be honest with you and the, the pay isn't great so i would uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's all good i mean and we want to reach out to the community we want to give back we want to be good stewards and we want to take advantage of every technology every advantage that we can possibly get our hands on so i'm trying to constantly connect us with different people in the industry and to be able to talk to somebody like yourself that's coming up with something that gosh, I'm starting to see the writing on the wall. This could potentially be something that could help our team, especially when we're talking about the juniors, because that's something that I'm very passionate about. Everybody that knows me that understands my vision for the future will know that it, a lot of it is tied into mm -hmm. the development of these kids because that's the future of racing. It's the future of our team. And if we can do a good job of setting the table and figure some things out, whether it be you know, recreating what people have done in the past that has been successful or coming mm -hmm. up with a new formula that can help us plug into kids in this day and age that understand technology and, and they communicate differently and things of that nature, being able to speak their language. I think that having a messaging system as opposed to sending them an email or like an E what, you know, what are you talking about? Just DM me. Yeah. I think that there could be something here. So I like, uh, I like how intentional you guys were when you started this, this club. It's, it's kind of like I said, uh, talking to a lots of others and, um, sometimes there's this unexpected growth. Some, some have been really successful kind of, um, kind of finding an identity as they grow. Um, but I think, I think in my opinion, the ones that are going to be really successful are the ones that, you know, figure out what they're all about right at the start and, and, you know, add people that hold those same values. And I think that keeps the vibe of the team and the club really strong. And, and I mean, that's, what's going to help you guys be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've um, we've got great people, and I've got great people that I've um, 
been fortunate to have surround me and, and to help in this, uh, this whole team and the, the growth and the development of what we've got going on. We've got a little board of directors, if you will, and we, we have great conversations and we talk about like our forward thinking and our visions and um, everybody's on the same page and we're going to protect that dearly. And I hope at the end of the day that um, we can, you know, encourage and we can motivate and we can inspire other teams to kind of pick up their game a little bit because I want every single community to have a strong team. And if every single community has a strong team or a strong club, um, they're going to attract more people into the sport and it's just going to help the sport on a whole in all disciplines, Mm. you know, get better and grow and strive. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, that rising tide, we want to be that rising tide for all ships. Not that we're anything mm-hmm. special. We're just doing our game, and we were trying to do it well. So pretty special, man. <laughs> yeah, you guys seem pretty special to me. Yeah. Uh, Matt's really special. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's, Matt's the other kind of special. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, guys. My, uh, my first cycling community was uh, in my hometown. It was a bunch of master's age riders, and I picked up cycling when I was 13. I was a hockey player, and I just started doing it in the summer to stay in shape. And, you know, it was learning from all these older guys, how to ride bikes, you know, sprinting for town signs. And then when I went to university, uh, I went to in in Montreal, my university had a cycling club and, you know, I I figured my cycle, my sorry, hockey career was over. And so I picked up cycling (laughs) and then that ended up just being an amazing experience of of having my university cycling team, then going and doing the semi pro, um, you know, I think basically all the years that I cycled successfully, I had a big group of people around me and, you know, maybe it's a little bit starting the business, but maybe it's also, you know, the fact that I don't have as close of a network around me anymore. Um, you know, and you, 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 I think you take it for granted when you have it and when it's not there anymore, you, you notice that, um, you know, how big of an impact that has on you. Yeah, for sure. And the cycling community, I don't know what it is about it on the whole. I mean, I'm going to go as far as to say about 98% of the people that I've interacted with are pretty freaking cool. I mean, the cyclists are great people and I, I just, I feel at home when I'm around cyclists more times than not, they're just like great, great people. So Mm -hmm. yeah, they're definitely my favorite patients. I can tell you that much. Yeah. That's (laughs) And every once in a while, really elitist, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a few you, of those. You yeah. do get that guy. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to quash them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I heard you guys talking about that on a podcast the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? The the what bothers us about the sports episode? Yeah, I think we just ended up talking about elitist cyclists the whole time. That's just it. I think I think you know one thing we'd love to do. I think it's a big challenge, but you know thinking about beginners in the sport and you know with a tool like Beretta how can we help beginners um you know navigate I listened to your guys's podcast with Meredith Atwood and I found mm-hmm. that so fascinating for yeah. so many reasons yeah. she's um, fantastic but yeah I mean getting that insight into into the beginner rider because I mean honestly like it's been so long since I've been a beginner mm-hmm. and actually losing fitness and trying to claw it back is is giving me a little bit of insight into it but I mean they have so many unique questions that, that need to be answered and and we'd love to create an environment where that can really help people get off the ground more successfully yeah we could definitely use that we're, we're trying to make some inroads to connecting with those people <laughs> unfortunately we get we get a a little bit of a reputation here locally as just being like too fast too hard to hang with or too you know too strong you hear that Mm -hmm. quite often you don't think about that kind of when you're in the moment you're just out being yourself and you don't realize that like even your like zone two like just easy ride 
mm-hmm. for some people is like breakneck pace, like sucking wind and the heart rate's about ready to explode. Um, we're going to be providing some rides and it won't be every single weekend, but we'll go out and we'll, we'll kill it for, you know, two, three hours on our team ride. We'll come back to where we started. And then for me personally, I'm going to hang out. I'm going to take a group of people, uh, on a ride that will be showing up right when we're getting back and we'll take them out as kind of like an introductory ride. And really it's going to be like myself and anybody else wants to join me. We'll come out, we'll ride with these folks, we'll teach, we'll educate, we'll answer questions. There'll be like a full on Q and a thing while they're getting the workout, working on their fitness. And I won't have to sacrifice my day and I'm not trying to be selfish but sure. sometimes when you go out and you ride with some people that are aren't in the same shape as you are and you're trying to get a workout in and you feel like you could be backpedaling and, and going faster than you are <laughs> I didn't actually know you were going to do this this is going to be huge it's going to be very helpful I think yeah I mean we all you know that the Saturday Hammerfest is great and those yeah. are fantastic but I think we could actually attract a lot more people to the sport by doing these like hey Come ride conversational with us, uh-huh. and we're going to talk about you know things that you can do to help you like grow in the sport of cycling. Yeah, like, and that could be huge. There's going to be two components to it. It's going to be a come on, come all kind of thing, and yep. then we're also going to be inviting because we get quite a few people who um, you know will contact and say, "Hey, I want to be a part of your team. I'm, they're, I'm putting out my inquiry to, to join you guys." And again, we want to protect that that chemistry. So we want to make sure that they're a good fit for us as much as we want to make sure that we're a good fit for them as well. So we'll have them come out so that it'll be a conversational thing and they can join that as well. So we'll have like the newbies or the mm-hmm. the people that are trying to get their fitness and we'll, we'll ride with them and then other people that want to come out and meet the team. It'll just be a, a very casual social pace and they can come out and meet us and, and mm-hmm. talk shop. So and when are you going to start that? Um, as soon as the, the rain stops. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. I'm, I'm thinking kind of uh, the, the May time okay, um, so when the, the road season. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the road season starts to, to wind down, um, we'll have more weekends available and Will we'll be, be offering those okay. on Saturdays. So. Perfect. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. yeah I'm super excited about that. I think yeah. it's really good. Those idea. are going to be fun. And we've kind of broken our organization up here. We're calling it an organization now. <laughs> Somebody kicked me. Um, into we've got the we've got the race team, and those are your people that are very, you know, spirited and, and race oriented and competitive. And we have a club component too. And we actually have two different Facebook groups um, to accommodate mm-hmm. both of those. Um, we try and be welcoming. Um, we don't want to be elitist at all. But um, if people want to be attached to us, but they're not necessarily interested in racing, they can be a part of the, the club component and they can come out and join these rides. Or maybe their their thoughts are, I'm going to join the club. I'm going to go out there and work on my fitness. And maybe someday I can aspire to, to get onto the team. And all the while we can teach them and, and you know educate them on how racing works, how training works to get faster and, and how that whole system works so that we can start to plant some seeds within them and make sure that they have have all of the education that they need to uh, make a good decision and once they do jump into it they'll be well informed and they won't be out there causing all the wrecks in the cat four or five fields so right that'd be nice that'd be very nice so um <laughs> but as i'm thinking or, or not thinking as i'm saying all this and and as we're talking to you dennis about breda i i think that there's a play there i think that there's something to be said about having the ability for us to communicate with these people individually i think mm. that that'd be pretty fantastic to be able to just like connect with you know John Smith over here and say, Hey, you came out, you did the club ride. We're connected and you're doing a good job. I know that you were saying that you wanted to do this. I'm watching you and let's, you know, let's take a look at your power numbers and your training and all this other stuff. That, that would be fantastic to be able to, to communicate with him with in the confines of being inside the cycling and endurance community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, it's great to hear. I think, um, you know, we, we, we think there's a big opportunity here. I mean, we're still definitely figuring out, figuring it out as we go along as any good startup does we don't have it all figured out but uh, and that's so 
100% why, you know, we have a beta coming up and we're looking for, for people that are interested in, in using it and, and letting us know what they think and, and helping us make it better. Because I think there's something to, to create that can do a lot of good for the cycling and triathlon uh, industry. And, uh, and so I, I hope we can really pull it off. Okay. I, you don't have to answer these questions. You can just tell me no. But um, how many people do you have beta testing it right now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, yeah. Um, so we have a handful, uh, I don't know, probably, let's say dozens of people that are, are in what we have right now. Okay. And uh, then we have, you know, hundreds of people that are signed up to, to come in when it's, it's a bit more ready to go. Gotcha. 685. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I, I think <laughs> we, have, numbers. We, we have, we have more than, uh, we have more than that, uh, um, through, through connecting with different teams and clubs sure. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys have a target number of people that you're looking to hit, to um, have wanting to get started in the program when it rolls out next month? Uh, you know, I think as many as we can get, honestly. Um, but, uh, I think we're off to a good start and, you know, I think just getting the word out a little bit more should, should be good. good. Um, let me circle back actually what you're saying about having a club, um, as well as your team, um, a model that I'm really interested in, um, and it could work for you guys is, uh, a local triathlon club. So in an urban area, typically the way they're set up is that they have the coach at the top. Um, mm -hmm. and then the coach runs a club and they also have one-to-one -one coaching athletes within that. But, you know, whereas in cycling coaching, it's almost exclusively a one-to-one -one basis. Um, in triathlon, it seems like the first step is for people to first join a club, which is actually, I think, a, a lot less of an intimidating step as opposed to joining the team. They kind of get their feet wet. They see what's going on. They get to rub shoulders with the team members or the more advanced athletes. And I think even what happens is, you know, advanced athletes are feeding information to the less experienced club members. And then over time, it's the club members are upgrading and joining the team or, or, or getting involved with more serious coaching. And so I think if you guys are, are thinking about getting a club level going, I think that that's gonna, you know, provide an easier first step for people to get involved. Yeah. I'll let Matt and Absolutely. Evan speak to this one. I think we're kind of already getting to that point to yeah. a certain degree, mm -hmm. but you guys can talk about what we have going on with the dial triathlon. Yeah, so I mean, really, the the team has grown about to what what we have now thirty members, I yep, think. Yeah, right, yeah, about about thirty, and where were we last year? Ten or fifteen? Yep, uh, yeah, roughly. So, there. so we did a meeting to start the year, and we we've done this the last two years, which is basically it's an introduction. Everybody gets to meet everybody, and you know that's where training plans are talked about. And by training plans, I mean on a weekly mm. basis of, okay, this is when we're going to try and swim as a team. This is when we're going right. to try and ride as a team. This is when we're going to try and do our track workouts, which I believe are on Wednesday evenings right now. And um, uh, as we get closer into the season, that's when the biggest hurdle for triathlon, as Dennis, you you probably know with this, this club form, is uh, open water swimming is everybody's greatest fear, usually with triathlon. <laughs> So in cycling, the cycling parallel, I really think would be like a road race. That's like, it's live, you're there, bad things can happen, good things can happen too, but bad yeah. things can happen and you want to be prepared for those. And Matt's done a good job at organizing. Uh, last year, we had a few open water swim series, yes. which was great. We have a great local area, we can do that. And it was, I got, we had a ton of people come out to those. Yeah, those are great. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's kind of where everybody gets introduced to that scary aspect of the sport. 
But um, yeah, I think the, the, the cool thing about the early season meeting is everybody gets to talk about what their race plans are for the year. Um, if you don't have a race plan, you get to see who on the team is going to what races. And that's where those social connections, like you're talking about, Dennis, are, are made is, you know, oh, okay, well, I don't have any idea what race I want to do. Oh, okay, there's this group called mm-hmm. Y Triathlon that puts on races. I know I'm going to have 10 to 20 team members at yep. each of these races. I know I can go there, and if I'm putting on my wetsuit backwards, somebody's going to come up to me and be like, you should probably you know, flip that around. Hey, Jake, you, or, you put your wetsuit on backwards. Or <laughs> when you got when you got 15 members there at the race, too, if you're running out yeah. with your helmet on, somebody's going to be yelling at you, hey, take your yeah. helmet off. You know, there's, these, these there's, are things that we've talked about before. Yeah, I, I mean, these are these are things yeah. that actually happen in this they sport. Happen. But it's, yeah. it's fun because when you get to rub shoulders with people who have been in the sport for a while, and at the age of 27, I feel really old saying I've been in the sport now for a yeah, long time, yeah, but, but, you have. but about, about 10 years now, you've, in 10 years, you make about every possible mistake you can make in the sport. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you got more, you got more. I don't know, I'm sure, I'm sure I've got a couple more <laughs> left in me, but you, you definitely get to kind of share those stories in those sort of meetings. Yeah. And that's, and that's when I know when Jake as the team really started to grow when I got here, you know, we had our meetings at hub and that's when everybody got kind of got to talk and see each other. And that's where I guess the, the social aspect of it comes in. Yeah. And I think one of Dennis's point was like, um, I have noticed this with triathlon clubs where you have like one head coach and sometimes they'll even have like the, the team is doing this race at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This is what we are training for. Yeah. And really kind of leads the process. You have a coach and you have a team training for the same race kind of at the end of the season. Yeah. And I've seen that work really well. And I, I, it's not the model that we have exactly just because um, the group, I feel like it's a mixed, it's a mixed group because we have people that are experienced enough that they're not just going to be told what race they're going to do. They want to do which races they want to do. So I'm, but, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't in the future change things because I think we could mm-hmm. attract a lot, um, a lot more people and a lot um, more introduction introductionary people. I don't know how to say what I'm thinking. (laughs) A lot of people that are new to the sport, um, Mm -hmm. that could potentially see that process of like training for a potential race at the end of the season or however. And so, yeah, so I still think that we, I mean, we have leaders for sure Mm -hmm. of the, of the triathlon club. I'm thinking of like Robbie Halterman. Um, but there's still definitely room for sure to have something that's a little bit more structured. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good it's something point. for us to think about for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's as the team grew, probably now that now that need is there to to, to structure. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Mm-hmm. High end cycling teams is definitely a little like in terms of race schedule and picking you know what to focus on. It's definitely different than triathlon, but mm-hmm. you know just that general idea of a group of people kind of aligning themselves around the same goal and then having a group to go after that with. I mean, that's yeah. what that's all about, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it, it sounds like with your guys' uh, start of the year meeting, I mean, that's essentially what's happening, where you guys are looking at the year ahead and, and just painting a picture of what it might look like. And hopefully it's something that people are getting excited about. And then, well, you leave the room with a bunch of people that are excited about the same thing. It's a good good way to start the year. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good note to end on there, boys. Anybody else have anything that they want to add to this? No, I like that. This is the... Yeah. This is the, I mean, I guess social media is not leaving us, right? Is it, is it here to stay? I'm pretty sure. Uh, So I don't know. I think it is. You just, you just started. I joined the Instagram, so I'm already like, I'm already like 75% of the way there. Right. What else do I have to join now? Are you on the internet? I got, I got the internet. I got dial up recently. Yeah. Good. good, good. Dennis, anything else you want to add to that? Did we miss anything um, about what your, what your plans are, what you're trying to accomplish with Beretta or anything that we wanted to talk about today? 
I don't think so, guys. I think that was pretty good. I mean, thanks so much for letting me on the podcast today. That was a lot of fun. And I'll just say it one more time. We have a, a beta coming up. So if you want to get involved, just go to berettatraining.com. That's B-E-R-E-D-A, training.com. And uh, and when you sign up, uh, you're going to get an email from me. If you heard it, heard uh, about this on the podcast, I'd love it if you guys replied and, and let me know. That'd be a lot of fun. Awesome. Cool. So we'll call that your your one last thing. And we're going to run around the table real quick and do our one last thing. If there's anything else that you want to add, we'll let you do uh, one, mm-hmm. one more one last thing. just gets two one last things if he wants. <laughs> yeah. He gets ah, two. Sure. I'll, I'll, two give him my, I'll give him the second one I, I always I, take. I, I did know that the one last thing was coming. I think I jumped the gun. So. <laughs> no, I like it. That was perfect. Good. Good. No, that's smart because now he gets Thanks two. Thanks so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, Matt, one last thing, man. Uh, yeah, I let's see. I've got a video that I'm excited about. Actually, I'm really excited about it. Um, there is uh, a component set that's new on the market. Um, it's called Ceram Red Axis, and it is um, you can do like a two by twelve system or a one by twelve system. Uh, and let's see. So Jake, um, the Dialed Cycling Lab has ordered this component set for Evan's bike. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot I of pressure over I know, here. Right? <laughs> so, so I was super excited to like check it out, and I snuck it out from underneath like Jake's fingertips, and basically um, recorded an unboxing of it. And uh, I'm gonna work on that today and try to get that video released tomorrow. So when you guys listen to this podcast, hopefully you can check out the unboxing of cool. that particular component set. And this is the it's the one by twelve, and they have like an arrow group set. So if you're um, a time trialist or a triathlon junkie, like this is the component set that you want. Like in my opinion, mm-hmm. like this is the best set. That you I can got get. like zero excuses now. Did you wipe all the drool <laughs> off the excuses. before you brought it back? There's so much drool on this component set. <laughs> so it's, I'm gonna have to go get this rubbing alcohol yeah. spray and clean uh, it up really good. The yeah. boxing. I mean, we were just talking about this. Me, me, Jake, and I were just mentioned the boxing that they put into this was. Right. I mean, it's kind of like it's like an art. It's like you're unfolding art, like a Rolex watch or something yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah, come exactly. out of it. It actually justifies doing an unboxing video, yeah. you know, because the boxing is actually really nice. And uh, you know, a lot of people will buy the, a bike, and the, the the components come on the bike, right? Like you never see the packaging or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? You just you get the bike. Yeah. I'm so, excited to see that. And Matt, can you remind us where we can see that video yes. when you post it up? It'll mm-hmm. be on the YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/imlagrand. There's a whole bunch of videos up there uh i think i'm at like 70 videos or something crazy big i know yeah what's your followers at yet are you you at the 1 million mark yet (laughs) ballpark just shy just shy i'm not i'm not to 400 i'm through 300 i don't know yeah it's great yeah and and the people that follow are super nice they always post like great comments and super nice stuff i do check those and they come from all over the place too that's really cool that you're getting people from all over the states and down in australia if i'm not mistaken the uk a lot of people from the uk for some reason i'm huge in australia (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I was about to beat Lance to that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> Evan, one last thing. So I'm not sure if I want to spoiler everybody here. Perry Roubaix oh, yeah. was, should I spoiler yeah, it? Yeah. We should, we I should, feel like most people have probably, Dennis, have you seen now. the results before I? Yeah, go ahead. You're not okay, gonna, good. You're not okay, good. Break my heart. I mean, basically quick step is amazing and they seem to do really well as soon as the roads turn to cobble. So, uh, uh, Gilbert one, which is awesome. Yep. It's good to see kind of the old guys still, you know, can, can kill it at these tougher races. He's won 
all of the classics except for one. Did you guys see that? Yeah, oh, what's for, the stab? What's the one he has? It's Milan San Remo. Milan San Remo. Milan San Remo is that the next mo- week? No, it was like two no, weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, just an absolute, and I mean, people who have, have seen, he's a guy who wrote through a broken kneecap last year. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, he's kind of tough. And I think you <laughs> basically have to be the toughest human being alive to win Perry Roubaix. So, so I don't think there's ever been not an incredibly, like, that's the most brutally honest race all yeah. year. Ugh. Like nobody just kind of wins Perry Roubaix. Like no, nobody's just like, oh yeah, I've really never heard of this guy before. He has no was, results. I would back this up. It was crazy. You just see like Peter Sagan just like he was with the front pack. Yeah, and he it was like he got dropped. He just got broken. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I've it, I've only seen like the the like ten minute highlight you, thing. So yeah. when I'm on a trainer time, I'm gonna watch like the last like hundred k yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's worth it. That that race is a blast to watch each year. Nice. Lance, one last thing. You know what else was the, this morning was the Boston Marathon. Yes, it was. Went off today, which ended in a sprint yes, finish. On the guy Wait, side. seriously? For the men. Yeah. I have sprint not seen this yet. Finish. Yeah. So Who won? Pretty, pretty crazy. It was, uh, I don't know, not a, the Kenyan beat DeCisa, the defending oh, champion yes. at okay. the line. The guy who was in the two-hour uh, cha- yes. uh, project, too. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty. Wow. That's a shame for DeCisa. I feel like. The two-hour project was so tough for DeCisa. I really yeah. wish that he would have won Boston because I know he had a tough year. They're running down Boylston Street. There's three of them with 300 meters yeah. to go, and they are sprinting for the line. And DeCisa kind of like was trying to like, oh. <laughs> trying to gra- he was trying to grab at him to get ahead of him. He was like he was like going blank in his face. They were working so hard. <laughs> But he ended up getting out sprinted at the line. It was pretty crazy finish. Yeah. Think about how ugly it. was the sprint there. Oh yeah, it's not pretty. It was just like flailing oh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yard sale. Flailing. They're marathoners. They're, they're, not, marathoners. they're not sprinters. No. <laughs> no. So it was that was fun to watch. Awesome. That's your one last thing. I guess that's my one last thing. Awesome. I have a question for you, Lance. This coming week, you have to choose. Did you choose? Uh, between, oh, I remember this. He's yeah. got to choose yes. between doing the yeah. Oregon State Championship um, XC race. mountain bike race mm-hmm. or the Yamhill brand new gravel Fondo race on the calendar. Which you... or or by helicopter, <laughs> go between the two. One, one starts at nine a.m. The other one starts at like ten forty, so it doesn't quite work. I looked. You looked into it. <laughs> Don't worry. I looked. So here's what I've done. I've actually signed up for both of them. Oh, what? God. You're going to make I, this. I because can't. I can't decide what to do. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so like, signed up for both. Chopper thing. I was just joking about the I know, chopper thing. But it's an option, Matt. <laughs> Oh my um, honestly, I'm I'm really leaning towards the mountain bike state championships just because it's um, it I, I want to test myself against those guys and there's gonna be there's gonna be three or four teammates in my group yeah, and that yeah. would be great to go out there and and just throw down with those guys. I would love nothing more than to see you and Surratt yeah. at the podium there. Me and Surratt and Hamness, Terry Hamness too. Yeah. yeah, I want to I want a fun race report next week, so I vote state championship because it's so gonna be a fun either race way, report. They'd be fun for it's, sure. It's yeah. only gonna be like it's only a twelve mile race and you know it's like one three mile lap that you do four times or something how so. far are the two venues away from each other just out was of they're, out they're, <laughs> it's two hours right they're like one's near salem and the other is out in yam hill so they're that's not too far from each other they're like an hour and a half away yeah. from each other 20 minutes by helicopter so Maybe if you go 12 make it a late <laughs> start on the yam hill so if you average 24 miles an hour on your mountain bike in that race can I, can I make you it can to the jump in the car and make it up there you can you be late you can be late start. to yam hill and you can still win 
<laughs> no, there are some solid people racing oh, yeah. Yamhill. There's a bunch of people that are going to be there. So I'm, I'm, yeah, mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. I just cool. made his decision. <laughs> All right, my one last thing. I will be at Yamhill. I'll ride for you there. Oh, yes, please ride for yeah. me, Jake. I have to go. Uh, I have a bike that was delivered today. I've got to go pick it up over there at the studio and got to go build it up and, and try and find some time this week to get out there and shake oh. it down and, and get the, the position fit and make sure that I'm able to ride said oh, bike. So I'm going to go out there and do the Yam Hill. I don't know if I will race it or if I'll do it just kind of. I don't know, fun style. And Whatever, and you'll race it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't start something like that and not like try to stick with the front group. Whatever. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We've got some <laughs> some kids going out there. We've got some other people, so I might just go out there and just enjoy the ride and ride with people. I I, I don't have aspirations right now, so everything's going to change when I get there. I know. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, and then I'm going to give Dennis one more chance to throw one more one last thing at us. You got anything else for things. us? You got two second to. <laughs> Second one last thing. I think I'm all good, guys. It's just a pleasure to be on today. Really fun to to talk bikes instead of startups for uh, an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And again, that's Dennis Cutro from uh, from um, Beretta. Beretta, Beretta training, Beretta training. training. peer to peer coaching. Yeah. I'm just having one of those days. You know what, guys? I got to stop doing this. This intermittent fasting thing is fantastic. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I'm I'm like. I should have eaten like about an hour and a half ago and I didn't. And I just, you know, it's like that Snickers <laughs> moment. I've talked about this before. I think I'm just going to like, like stop eating earlier, like the day before the podcast so go. I can have half a brain about me, man. I'm just have like a dinner at 9 p.m. on Sundays. <laughs> no, I'm going to eat at like five. That way I can eat oh, at like so 10 o'clock. Oh, so you can have the breakfast. There you exactly, go. Exactly. So. Oh, he's down to, oh God, I'm not even that close to that specific. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's uh, Beretta Training and that's B-E-R-E-D-A training.com. Go check them out. Go sign up to get on that, um, that beta list so that you guys can check out this cool little platform that they're going to be building. I am super excited to see this. Um, I really think that there's going to be some practical application for our team. Yeah, be good. I think yeah. it's going to be fun. So I'll be signing up later today, Dennis. It should be fun. Perfect. Can't wait to work with awesome. you to make it awesome. Hey, do you guys have a Facebook group as well? Uh, we have a Facebook page. Haven't made a Facebook group yet, but okay. maybe it's maybe it's going to be a need to, to you know communicate with the beta users. Yeah, that might be good. But uh, you guys, can, is it just Beretta Training? Just go search that on Facebook and you can find the page there? Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Um, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, for us, if you guys want to check us out at Dell Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, go check us out there and you can uh, like the page. You can subscribe to our Instagram and see the very few things we put up. We promise we won't bother you too much with that stuff. Um, and then go check us out on uh, iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast and, and give us a review. Um, I don't know if we got any reviews in the last week. I don't think I saw that any of you guys uh, actually went out there and did that. So get on it, man. We need those and women. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Bye for now.
I put my legs to work. I get my fuel for free. I got my license at birth. The wind's all up in my face like nice, mate. Cause my machine's more clean for the climate. Drivers, pilots and boaters want what we've got. Who needs a motor when I've got my quads? I'm in the habit, man, of having the advantage. Spread your traffic jam on my see you later sandwich as I push by on my push by. My tush high and my thighs bumping away Seems like a sweet deal It's a three wheel Yet I still steal the show From your camera On my bicycle Life was icicle But now I'm 